Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio, the only podcast in all of e-commerce that I'm aware of that features hundreds of incredible success stories from the students who were applying the lessons learned on the show that they're listening to. That's pretty cool, right? The Proven Amazon course is our flagship training course around here. We've helped thousands of people build beautiful businesses on Amazon. You can hear hundreds of those interviews on our show. We love using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income. And we believe that Amazon is one of the lowest hanging fruit ways to get into e-commerce, but there's so many great ideas out there. Today, we've got one of the great leaders on our team who's contributing so much value to our community. He was one of the speakers at our recent uh, virtual conference that we hosted, helping everyone get ready for the fourth quarter. You can go look for those videos, by the way, at theprovenconference.com. You see a link to the virtual and pick them up very inexpensively. Great sessions to help you get ready for Q4, final three months of the year. On that note, Greg Webb is our guest today. And he's sold millions of dollars of Legos at beautiful margins. He's really dialed in a system for finding the Legos that are good buy and hold opportunities, which may sound weird. Typically around here, we're trying to get our hands on inventory and move it as quickly as possible, clear it through. Velocity of inventory, right? You want to get it in, get it out, make your money, move on, redeploy your your capital. Well, what we're discovering with specifically Legos over the past several years, and Greg and many others that he's taught these strategies to are discovering that there's a lot of Lego sets, the toy Legos, you know, the bricks that kids play with. There's a lot of them that you can buy and hold. And once you know how to follow the system, you can get a pretty stable expectation of a nice return buying and holding in some cases for just a few weeks or months, in other cases for maybe a full year hitting the the good sales a few times a year, holding them for a period of time. Amazon is, excuse me, Lego is always discontinuing different sets. Once you know the rules of the game, this can be another beautiful income stream. And like I said, it's the vast majority of the income from Greg Webb's business. Again, he's expecting he shares in the show today to do well over one and a half million dollars, the vast majority of which is Legos purchased from retail, online retail stores. Anyone international can do this as well. Just another really cool income stream. So here's the website you want to check out. It's in the show notes as well. It's probably in the email if you got one from us today about this show. Provenbrickinvesting.com is the website. We've been talking about it for several months in anticipation of rolling out this training and this content. You want to get in on it with us. We're expected to launch. Now go to the website. These are the dates I have as I'm recording this a few weeks out, but Uh, November 6th and 7th are the first two nights of 2023. And then November 13th for the third session is a three session class. We've priced it ridiculously low. Anyone can sign up for this. You need to have an Amazon account for this to make sense. If you're so new that you don't have an Amazon account yet, man, get into the proven Amazon course. Let us help you get started and get ramped up. So much opportunity here. But if you're ready to learn another creative income stream, a buy and hold strategy, sometimes you'll be able to flip these things really fast and make your money right away. And other times you're going to hold them for a few months, but he talks about how to store them, where to find them, which ones to avoid, which ones to go after, which ones are a really safe bet, which which ones are slightly riskier. But once you know what you're doing, you can really do well with Legos. And we're super excited to dive into that with Mr. Greg Webb. So again, the website is proven brickinvesting.com. We had to use the word brick because the word Lego is trademarked, right? Can't do that. But there's a whole world 
of Lego trading and investing out there that you're about to be exposed to. And it's so exciting. My team's getting into it. If you want to hear Greg live, he actually spoke at last year's live conference, not just the virtual, but the live event. Get over to The Proven Conference and look for our May 23rd through 25th event, 2024, next year, as I'm recording this. Greg's going to be there presenting as well in these concepts, along with a whole bunch of other people on our team. So I've given you a few to-do items today. If you want to check out our recent virtual conference, theprovenconference.com has a link to that, as well as to our live upcoming May 2024 event. And we're going to learn about investing in, of all things, Legos today. How about that? So let's get Greg on the line. He's got an interesting story to kind of kick things off. You're going to love this guy's heart. He's just a humble guy who knows his stuff, and he's going to share with us the stuff he's learned selling millions of dollars of Legos. Let's jump into the interview. Enjoy. So Greg, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Good to see you, man. Thanks for having me, Jim. Yeah, always good to chat with you. And we were talking all kinds of cool stuff before we hit record. Figured, hey, let's hit record and let everyone in on it. So share your story just a little bit, man, and let's get into what we got for folks today. Uh, yeah, my name is Greg Webb. I am have been selling on Amazon for eight years now. I got my start on in e-commerce, I guess you could say all the way back in 2011, 2012. And it was all centered around trying to scrounge enough money up for a house down payment. I was selling stuff from my childhood, uh, flipping stuff on Craigslist, eBay, local yard sales, uh, that type of thing. Did that for uh, several years. Um, really started going heavy into eBay in 2014. Uh, that was the year that the Disney movie Frozen, all the okay. toys were out and everything. And I was selling Frozen dolls left and right on eBay in 2014. And I remember like it was yesterday, I was was actually at a Halloween event at my church yeah. uh, in 2014. And um, a friend of mine came up and we were talking about uh, e-commerce because he was already selling on Amazon. And he told me that he was like, dude, you should sell those those dolls on Amazon. And I, I literally had no idea that that was a thing. And so we had a whole conversation about Amazon that night at our Halloween event. And by January, I jumped two feet into the Amazon pool and have been in the space ever since. I think we did $3,000 in sales January 2015. And it's just been a it's been a, a snowball ever since, just constantly building every day. Um, since then, um, we started with, I think we started with $5,000 that we had in our savings account, or I had in the savings account at the time. Um, the main reason I was starting uh, this business was I was getting married in 2015, and my wife was going to uh, be going to grad school. She wasn't going to be working. And so I just, we were okay at the time, but a couple hundred extra dollars a month meant the world to us. And so um, that was the real motivation behind everything was to put her through grad school and just have a little bit more breathing room in our budget. And it's it's turned into much more. <laughs> yeah. You've got a killer business, as I'm excited to dive into and share with folks. I didn't know some of your background there. I didn't realize you, that uh, you guys are still newlyweds, man, 2015. You're still figuring this thing out, man. I'll tell you, about 30 years in, I'm starting to figure this called marriage thing out a little bit. So if you want to bounce some ideas around, let me know, buddy. But but man, that's cool. That's uh, that. There's some parts of your story. As much as I thought I knew you, there's some new stuff in there. I love it. 
Well, so is this, this is your full-time gig. Has it, has it been your full-time gig as far as the primary source of income for you for since then or? Yes. And yes. And no, I work full-time hours on it. Uh, I make a full-time income with it, but I also work full-time still at the church that um, I mentioned earlier. Um, So I still do um, children's ministry there, uh, oversee everything, birth through fifth grade, still love being plugged in and there and serving in that role. And they have graciously allowed me to do this as well. And so it's been a win-win for, for both parties, I would say. But yeah, we I spend full-time hours on both uh, most weeks, um, sometimes more, sometimes less, you know, depending on the season. Yeah, sure. Uh, life of what's happening in ministry in certain times and then what's happening with Amazon at certain times. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, makes sense. Well, I'm assuming you're not working 80-hour weeks, are you? No. No, no, no. I mean, it's, it varies. So I'm in the office pretty much every day uh, for at least four or five hours. Take time out, you know, for the kids in the evenings and everything. I go. I do like to go out in the barn and I still get my hands on some products and prep and everything now and then just to, to get speed up some of the process of getting some shipments out and whatnot. But a lot of it, I rely on two great employees right now that handle a lot of, a lot of that. And so it's a lot of coordinating with with them and with VAs and and whatnot to to run it so that I'm free to to juggle both. Yeah, I got you. So it's is it the three of you doing primarily most of the heavy lifting as far as running the business then? How big is your team? Like you've mentioned you and a couple of workers. Yeah. So we have two um, part-time workers that kind of work the hours that they they want. They have the freedom to do so. It's a mom and daughter team. And I've watched the daughter basically grow up in the church since she was a young kid. And so yeah, no, I remember you mentioned that as a family in the church. They've been working with you for a long time, right? Yes. And so they have a, a very large detached garage at their house. And so it's a they've graciously allowed me to basically use it as a second warehouse. But the the trade-off is that they get to work from home. And That's so, so cool. They, I love that arrangement. It, it's kind of that in-between arrangement between doing it out of your own kitchen or having a prep center in another state is find a neighbor that's got some extra space, make them your employee slash warehouse, <laughs> store it there, right? Yeah, had a, I, have a, I have a detached garage as well. And um, had two, the Caroline and Jenna were two high school students. They're now college students that are working. Shout out to Jenna. She was a great employee, but she's moved on to nursing and um, nursing school. Yeah. So they've worked here, there. Um, combination and like I said, a team of VAs that is sourcing online for us and stuff. Gotcha. Beautiful arrangement. I love it. Well, let's talk through some numbers, whatever you're comfortable sharing with us. And of course, as I said in the introduction today, we're going to be talking about specifically getting into Legos. We call it the the bricks because we can't use Legos trademark name on our website. So provenbrickinvesting.com is the website. It's in the show notes today, but just start leading us into that direction of uh, why Legos and let's start talking a little bit about that. And how does that fit it specifically into your business and how much time have you been doing it? That sort of thing. Yeah. So in 2015, when I started, I was selling anything and everything that was profitable. Um, I was learning a lot of the categories, learning the platform. And I remember vividly that first Q4 and just looking at all the different toy listings and seeing the insane prices they got to in peak December. and I just remember thinking to myself, I'm going to be better prepared uh, next year. And so I started just really um, studying the toy market, 
diving into that niche and it kind of became my niche. And I studied it all year, bought a lot of toys at really great prices when I saw certain sales or clearance. And I held a lot of them for that peak Q4 time and made really great margins. And so I decided I was going to do that again. And so we did that, repeated that in 2017, 2018, and so on. It just kind of became a thing. And so that's how toys became my main uh, niche. That I would say that's the very, very vast majority of our sales today are still toys. We do venture out into um, health and beauty, grocery, clothing sometimes. And we've had to in the last couple of years because the toy market has changed. But that's the story behind toys. And, you know, Lego is just the largest and the most profitable toy brand. And so we've we found that Lego has unique properties that other toys don't and other products don't. And when I say that, um, I mean that they are some of the only items in the world where the shelf life is only 18 to 24 months. And then Lego calls the word retired. So they're basically just discontinued is another, you know, synonym for that where, you know, those sets are no longer made and the demand still exists there for those sets on Amazon. And so you have this uh, beautiful relationship with supply and demand where supply is, you know, decreasing and prices increasing and it makes for a profitable business. Yeah. I mean, I've heard the stories of people that, you know, say Lego investing is better than you know, a lot of the stock market and, you know, people who go really serious deep. I mean, I've heard of people with millions of dollars of Legos and warehouses and such. It It's a huge, it's part of Lego strategy, really. It's created this huge third-party marketplace where people are buying and holding. And sometimes they build them and, you know, display them and those are worth money too. And just that whole arena. But specifically for this, for the purposes of this podcast, I'm excited about this class we're putting together that gets people into this world of, uh, buying and holding Legos for a certain period of time and then flipping them. Which ones should you buy and hold? Which ones are a waste of time? How do you tell? There's a there's a bit of a science to this that you've identified and uncovered and talk a lot about. Um, that's what we're going to be getting into. But just so we're real clear, you know, how big is this to whatever degree you're comfortable talking about numbers? Like what percentage is toys? What percentage is Legos of your business? And, and what size business are you running? Yeah, so we, let's see. We are coming up on 5 million in cumulative sales since we started. Um, we did several years where we were, you know, several hundred thousand dollars. Um, and it has, like, like I said, has snowballed since then. Um, the last couple of years, we've been over uh, seven figures. Um, I think we did like 1.3 uh, last year. And we're, we're projecting to do anywhere from probably 1.6 to 1.8, um, I would say, this year. Um, we're getting, nice. We're, yeah, we're getting ready to hit that million dollar uh, year to date mark for this year. Um, With the best couple months coming at us fast. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, we did 500,000 just in November and December alone. Yeah. Um, so nice. if, we, if we take that same number and increase it a little bit, um, it would land us in that 1.6 to 1.8 yeah. range. Fantastic. And, and I'm assuming because you're doing a bit of a buy hold strategic purchasing. Strategy. You know, a lot of the new sellers in our community, we started off with the replens model, just getting used to the the landscape and and finding some winning ASINs. And we see typical margins anywhere from, you know, on the low end, maybe 12% net margin, 15, up to 25 plus percent net margin. Like that's 
pretty typical for the replens model. What are you running at with with your business right now? You know, before and after, um, you know, payroll that kind of thing. Just help us clarify what we're talking here. Yeah, I mean, last year I'll, I'll be completely honest. We had to liquidate a bunch of bad buys from the pandemic. So I'll be completely honest with that. And that our margins last year after everything was settled, after payroll expenses, everything, we we're right around that 10, 11 percent. And but you go in years before that, you're you know, you you try to shoot between 15 and 20. And there was a lot of years where we were hitting that 20 to 25 um, in the early years. If you can buy the right sets, and it all depends on how long you want to hold. If you're holding in a, for a year or less, you're going to take less margin. If you're going to hold for a year or more, you're going to definitely take more margin. And so there's a lot of cost to running the business, especially with having a team of VAs and employees and stuff. It's a lot more cost associated with running the business with a team than when I was doing it by myself from my garage for for all those years. But the trade-off is that you have more time freedom and more flexibility and, you know, all that good stuff that, you know, you, you just, it comes to a point where you can't do it all yourself. Yeah. If you're going to- of course. Yeah. So was that, you said 10% last year after, was that after you were paid as well? Or is that, was that your take home 10% yeah. of that? That was after I was paid as well. So after you were paid as well, man, that there's nothing wrong with that, dude. That's a beautiful business. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's yeah. not, that's not bad at all. 10% on seven plus figure business after everyone's paid and happy. Well done, man. That's cool. With the sky is the limit. But the thing I want to tap into is, you know, this is one of dozens of models. We've never really talked specifically about this one, but there are so many ways to make money on Amazon and to, to make money online. And you guys are primarily selling on Amazon now, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's really? what percentage? 90%? 99%. We do some scratch and dance and return stuff on um, marketplace and eBay and that kind of thing just to kind of free up space and to uh, get return on, get just get that capital back. Yeah. You. Makes sense, man. Fantastic. Okay. So we've got a nice clear picture of, of kind of where you've come from and what results you've seen so far. The fact that you're well qualified. I can't wait. I mean, my team's going to be a part of this course this class that we're putting together, this training. Uh, so what's going to be involved? Provenbrickinvesting.com is the website. What's going to be involved? What What's the the value proposition here if I sign up and be, to be a part of this? Yeah, it's really geared for somebody who's never sold a Lego before and walking you through the very beginning to the very end of, you know, all the things just as simple as the the terminology that is used in the Lego world what different things are called, how do you identify um, what we're talking about, to looking at different themes, patterns with different themes, life cycles, um, how can you identify what sets are retiring, where to buy, how to store. And that's that's probably the, the biggest holdup with when I pitch the idea to sellers about investing in Lego is the biggest roadblock I, I get is where am I going to put them all? Like if I'm going to hold these for a year, where in the world are they going to go, especially at scale, where are they going to go? And so I think we've, we've kind of drilled into that and kind of gotten down to a science of, you know, what kind of, what size sets are the best ones to buy? Because 
I wish I came up with this term myself, but a good friend of mine came up with the, with the phrase dollar density. Mm, yeah. You really want to be looking at sets that give you the greatest um, return for the storage space too. And so, you know, one set may technically profit you more, but you can only get four in a box mm-hmm. versus, you know, something that may technically profit you less, but you can get 25 in a box. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. And so your profit per square foot in storage is way higher with the smaller set. Hey, we'll get back to the program in just a second, but I've got to tell you about the great sponsor today, Seller Board. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers. Spell it out. Silentgym.com slash N-U-M-B-E-R-S numbers. You're going to see a link to the tool that has become quickly the preferred tool in our community for helping you track your numbers, helping you know which of your ASINs are making a profit and which ones you should walk away from, at least temporarily, because you're not making any money. It can be fairly tricky to know and dial in all the Amazon fees and all the expenses. Well, that's what Sellerboard helps you do, among a whole bunch of other things. It's a great tool that's become a great sponsor of this community. We've helped send a lot of very happy users their way. They've got a great discount for you as well. Get over to silentgym.com slash numbers and check out Sellerboard. You're going to love what these guys are up to. It just keeps getting better and better. And their starting prices are so ridiculously low. It becomes a bit of a no-brainer. Go check it out. That's sellerboard at silentgym.com slash numbers. Let's get back to the show. But you can only get four in a box mm-hmm. versus you know something that may technically profit you less, but you can get 25 in a box. Right. That makes total sense. Yeah. And so your profit per square foot in storage is way higher with the smaller set. And and so, when you're thinking at scale, you got to think that way. If I'm going to fill up my you know, 10 by 10 space, I want to fill up as much money as possible. So I want smaller sets, even if the margin's a little lower and the profit per unit's a little lower, I get a lot more in there. Yeah. And, and there's, a lot, there's a lot less risk with those type of sets too. You know, if people are buying a $250 set that's you know, bigger, they expect a lot out of it. They want it to come pristine. You know, and we try to make everything pristine, but you know, there's there's certain things in the world that are out of our control, and that's you know how Amazon handles our inventory, how FedEx yeah, in the warehouse, stuff. yeah, the crushed boxes and such, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, a two hundred fifty dollars set is a lot has a higher likelihood to be returned or you know have negative feedback versus a set that you pay twenty dollars for and it's appreciated to sixty. Yeah, great insight. And I love it. I'm sure having sold millions of Legos, millions of dollars of Legos and millions of Legos, you've learned some very valuable lessons. Okay, so that that's cool. So is this going this class, tell me about it. Is this going to be a series of webinars? Is this going to be uh, like handouts or uh, is there going to be a community feel to this thing? What's this going to be like as I jump in? Yeah, I'm I'm envisioning three uh, different sessions where we kind of go through the basics. And in session one, get everybody's feet wet, um, get everybody up to speed with terminology, just general concepts. Step two is being kind of the meat of everything. And then the third, the third step is more of that things that you probably don't ever think about. And that's that's where we get into the the technical things of how to prep them, how to store them, thinking them through those mathematical equations that will help your bottom line. <laughs> 
Got it. How much of a science do you feel like this is at this point? Like if I've got the training and like if, you know, put me in your shoes now and you're going to go out and spend $20,000 on Legos, how much of that is, is confident money and how much of that is kind of rolling the dice? I may end up breaking even. And is there a chance I could lose? Of course, with any business there is, I mean, things can go wrong constantly, but I'm just talking about how good are you at identifying the ones that are going to be worth more later while avoiding the ones that are going to stay flat or actually decrease in price? Like how dialed in is this system that you've got? Um, I like the thing that I've gotten better over the years. I've definitely picked some duds. Everybody has and that comes with, with any business, but you know, I feel like I've picked a lot more winners than duds. And so kind of dialing into kind of my bread and butter over the last couple of years is going deeper on exclusives. And with those store exclusives, you don't have to worry about Amazon ever being on the listing. And they just, they kind of offer another level of scarcity mm-hmm. to the product because not only are they being retired and discontinued, but they were only available at one store when they were available. And so identifying those and where to buy them, how to buy them, because usually all of them at some particular point in their lifespan do get discounted pretty uh, heavily. And so knowing when to kind of drop everything and go after those is important. But then, you know, when it comes to like a standard set that even Amazon is on, looking at keep a charts, identifying patterns seeing what happens when Amazon goes out of stock with the price and with the rank and all that kind of stuff. You can kind of get a feel for looking what a set may do after retirement. And then with Lego, they do a lot of, it's not the same exact set, but there'll be repeat themes um, where you can kind of go back and you can look, especially in the, like the star Wars line, they'll have the same like characters ship or whatever scene um, this, you know, been a Lego set before and you can kind of go back and see what the old one did. And so it's, you know, it's, it's taking all those different data points and piecing them together and just coming to, you know, a conclusion that leads to it being profitable. Yeah. And at some point in the near or distant future, like what's the shortest window of time you typically will hold them? And what's the longest you've ever held a set looking to? So to there's a Again, if I'm being completely open, there's a set that I've had for a couple of years that is still is not doing great. Like I said, that's one of the duds. But the ones that have the winning, the winners, the shortest time that I've held is like three months. And it was already at like 75% ROI within three months of retirement, just because it was very limited in production. You know, lifespan was very short. It, it died quickly and yeah, yeah, it all got of, a, all the yeah and there was a special price at the end of its life where right. if you bought really heavy at the end of its life that you were there was only like there was literally probably a weekend where it was that price and so everybody else who had bought before then you know was ten dollars higher in buy cost and so you know things like that gotcha does lego keep a pretty uh, I would say, oh, sorry I was going to say, does Lego keep a pretty tight map price? Like you're going to see pretty much the same price at Target, Walmart, you know, I haven't seen Legos like at Kroger and other places and even online. Do, or, do they keep that pretty tight or is, are you going to see some fluctuation store to store on the, the Lego sets that you're buying? Yeah. So, I mean, the way I kind of word it is that 
all sets start out at MSRP. And within a few months, they all go what I call the, the retail norm price, which is 20% off. And I always have people ask like, Greg, they just put these all in 20% off. Should I buy them? And if they're new to market, the answer is no, um, because that's going to be the standard price for the next two years. Right. Um, it all kind of ranges in between that MSRP and that 20% off price. But you really, the magic really happens on the special prices. Like um, this past week with Prime Day, there was certain sets that were lower than that 20% uh, off price at stores like Walmart. And they'll do the same thing for Black Fridays and Cyber Mondays and some of the the Christmas sales. And you can really get some good prices during those sales. But yeah, so that's, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just it's just demonstrating the level, the depth of the knowledge that you have of, of how to play this game. I think this is going to be a tremendously valuable new skill set or any, any Amazon seller, it really doesn't fit cleanly into any of the other models that we've taught before. We've never taught a buy, strategically, hold, sell. And we're going to be talking more about that because we've got some people in our community that are just killing it with, with those kinds of models that have learned a lot about it. But specifically with Legos, we've never even talked about it before. So I'm thrilled to be bringing this to the community. And uh, I do want to ask you this is, we we've kicked around this class. I mean, we've been talking for over a year about putting this thing together. We're, you know, kind of it's, it's fallen into place here as we close out 2023. And by the way, if you're listening to this episode, well, after this course is launched, you can still go to provenbrickinvesting.com and see we've got it packaged somehow where you can experience what everyone else went through live. If you don't join us for round one, we'll have a, some kind of price point that makes sense on there for you to, to jump in. But one of the questions I wanted to ask is how much help are you going to give those of us in the class, are you going to teach us the skills we need to find the sets? Is there going to be any specific, like, hey, keep an eye out for this one, guys? Like, what's your thought process on how viable that is? Because my understanding of it is there's certain sets that are going to get fire out, catch on fire. It's like, hey, everybody, do, do as much damage as you can on this one. Round them up now. We have a really good feeling about this. Not a guarantee, but this one's going to probably be hot in six months. Is there going to be any of that kind of specific? instruction included or maybe added on for those who want that more exclusive information like talk me through that where what's your thought process there yeah and so part of the course is kind of the kind of outline the criteria of what i'm looking for and so that will be a repeatable model that somebody who just wants to buy the course and wants to do it on their own can do it on their own so the, the goal is to teach you how to do it and then do it on if you you know do it yourself but somebody who, you know, kind of wants, you know, specific instructions about certain sets, then, you know, I'd be happy to to help people, you know, after the course do that in some capacity as yeah, well. Have something more exclusive, but we'll kind of see how this shape how this shapes out, you know, with everyone jumping in. And as we do with all of our trainings around here, the people who take the class, who have the experience, they shape out what happens next. So if we identify something that everybody wants to provide, everyone's willing to throw a few dollars in the pool and create a new service or opportunity that serves those who are interested. Absolutely. We'll do, we'll do something like that. But well, like I said, I'm super excited because my team's going to be going through this. I fully plan on getting into, I've been saying get into toys in Q4 for a few months now. The whole safety certificate issue is a complete non-issue, not to dive into that, but man, it's just a non-issue. You can ignore it entirely because it's really not your, your worst case scenario is if you get a safety certificate, notice from Amazon and they're going to send the toy back to you because 
you and none of the other sellers and the, nor the brand send in the required paperwork. So toys come back to the seller, no slap on the wrist, no negative consequence of any kind, just have to flip it on eBay. So we're going big into toys. We're going big into so many things this Q4, but toys is one of them we're paying more attention to. So I'm excited about the timing of this class coming out. And uh, I, I think it's going to really help some people add another new income stream onto their business. Here's another question I wanted to ask you. I'm just kind of trying to think from the vantage point of the listeners today. Uh, you said 99% Amazon and you've had some some losers, some duds. Have you thrown many of them out there onto other marketplaces out of necessity? How, you know, What do you do with your duds and how do you liquidate them? Or, or, and then the other question on top of that, has Amazon ever said, no, you can't sell that one anymore for whatever reason? As far as Legos, they've never told me, no, I'm restricted on a set that I've already bought type of thing. I have seen that happen with sellers that don't have a lot of experience. Like if you have a newer account, you know, two, three years old or less account, I have seen going into Q4, they may restrict all the new release Legos. Like they don't want you selling all the new hot Legos that just came out, but you're still fine to sell, you know, older ones. And all those restrictions usually lift the first week of January. Um, Amazon just kind of puts the brakes on inexperienced sellers on new hot sets that just come out. And that's not even, you know, there is a time and a place for new hot sets, but that's not what the course is about. So really not losing a non-factor, you know, you're not really losing there. Um, So, and as far as like the eBay thing, is that your next second choice for moving? We sell on on eBay. We, we have been dragging our feet on Walmart for over a year now. Um, I actually have a meeting with um, one of their representatives tomorrow about onboarding and stuff like that. So oh, we're finally, finally going to jump on Walmart. Yeah, uh, we're, we're starting to love Walmart. I'm seeing multiple sales per day. We've been doing it a while and it's a good way to move. You know, some of the replans that kind of fall flat on us, we'll throw them on Walmart and see what, how we do over there. And sometimes we find some great winners. It kind of fuels our, our replan business as ASINs fall flat fuels our Walmart business. Like, I was throw it over there. Some of them turned in like, whoa, we need to buy more of that. It's doing great on Walmart. Didn't do so well for us on Amazon or it did well for a while. And then, you know, the price kind of flattened out for us. So yeah, it's two complement each other beautifully. I think you'll you'll love getting on Walmart. Yeah, I see I see higher prices over there for some of the sets that we sell on Amazon. And my question has just always been the velocity thing. So I'm, I'm interested yeah. to see. It's a small crowd shopping, but you'll find your winners there. Absolutely. That's cool. Uh, well, I'm trying to think what are the questions that the the listeners might have who are, who are checking this out today. We'll have all the details at provenbrickinvesting.com, and Greg will be your your trainer. He's the guy doing it. He's going to be the do, training the uh, the classes. Are, are these going to be? I think we decided we're going to have a Facebook group, right, where everyone who's doing this can kind of hang out, and that'll be part of the. If you go through the round one experience, that'll be part of the experience, is kind of being in there and kicking it around with with you and whoever else we got in there supporting, answering your, your Lego questions. But was, was there, was there anything else that, uh, that you wanted to talk about? There is one other question, international students, you know, I can just imagine some people outside the U S we have many international listeners. There's no reason they can't do this that I'm aware of. Right. Yeah, it definitely can work. We ha- I know of uh, several larger sellers that never even see a Lego set themselves. They, right. they pay the fees to have them stored in prep centers for, you know, a few months at a time. And it's a small uh, price to pay for the profits that they nice returns later in the, later in the year. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't utilize a prep center. You would have to um, be strategic on what you 
buy the deals to buy from the international student may be a little bit more limited just because you won't have access to the in-store like black friday you know christmas type sale sets that we like to buy but as far as you know buying quantity online you can still do that of great sets you can still have access to um, several day exclusives that different stores have Um, all those stores still have those online so that would be the only caveat i would say with yeah. the international not it's being able typical to- challenges that all of our international sellers have and we have many successful students outside the u.s mm-hmm. never who never see their inventory they're using prep centers and relationship arrangements here in the states even have retail shoppers going out for them in some cases it's, it's pretty cool like this entire business can be run virtually which means you can live anywhere so mm-hmm. yeah fantastic I think, the, I think the greatest appeal um just kind of for the course is that it, it can appeal to any to anyone and like any from a you know from the very se- from the seller that is just beginning to the seller that has you know six figures of capital that they like okay i need to do something with where can i put it mm-hmm. uh, you know there's a, a place for for everybody where you can make this part of you know just a another spoke in your wheel and kind of you know another little part of your business it can be your whole business it can be anything you really want it to be but most of all it can be another income stream that you know, complements the replan strategy complements whatever you're already doing um, type of thing fantastic I, along those lines saying anybody right that's a big word how hard is it to get approved for legos right now and how hard has it been you mentioned there's a little pushback during q4 if you're brand new on some of the most popular sets but for the most part it's been a long time since i heard anyone having trouble getting approved for legos yeah, it's right now. Um, ungating has been kind of getting tightened down in the last couple of months um, as Amazon is kind of starting to change things going into Q4. But as of right now, I haven't heard anybody having issues getting ungated with Lego. So if someone's listening to this, they should just go, you know, pick up a, a Lego set that's been out for a while. It may be a cheap one and just, you know, hit the barcode and see if Amazon lets them sell it or not. Right. Like if you jump into this class and you can't get approved to sell Legos. I would argue, actually, these are still valuable skills because you can sell them to any of the thousands of the rest of us that love getting the good Legos, right? Uh, so this is still a valuable skill set, even if you can't get approved. Right. But, you know, maybe go ahead and check and see if you are approved to sell. You may already be and not even know it. Most sellers with some experience probably are, but it shouldn't be too hard to get that approval. Any tips there if someone's not approved? Um, we'll go over it in the course. There's a couple of tips that I would, you know, that second session where we'll we'll walk through um, kind of what to do, what not to do. Okay, cool. Well, we'll yeah. So even if you're not approved and you have trouble getting approved, we'll cover that in the course. That's fair enough, man. You're going to bring a ton of value to this class. So excited to do this with you. Well, was there anything else on your mind as we start to wrap this one up, man? Can't think of anything. It's a it's a fun journey. Legos are like are very unique. They're a very very unique product and they offer something that I think most products on Amazon can't offer you. And that's that, that scarcity and that just the whole, that beautiful relationship between supply and demand. You just can't yeah. hammer that enough yeah. where it's a beautiful buy and hold. There's so few items that you can do that with this buy and hold. And if you know what you're doing, have a pretty predictable expectation of a nice return, especially if you're diversifying your risk across multiple sets. Yeah. Well, I, I love used, it, man. Well done. I used- I use the phrase um, multiple exit options a lot when I teach people. Oh, I and love I, that. Okay. 
Lego, especially with certain buys, you have that multiple exit option. Like w- there was an example from this week with a Prime Day type of sale um, that one of the retailers was doing where the price was low enough to where you could still make a profit matching Amazon at their retail norm price. And so you had this basically no lose situation. Right. You, you can flip it. Amazon instantly. stayed on the listing for the next two years at that price. Mm-hmm. You could still turn a profit, but it's projected to retire at the end of the year. And so it creates this great cash flow slash hold opportunity where the the seller is in control of the inventory, where they're not dependent on Amazon doing anything. They're not dependent on other sellers you know, tanking the listing type of thing where they can choose to sell it at that profit now or they can take more profits in 2024. And so that's the position I like to be in with a Lego. Yeah, multi, yeah, multiple exit options. I love that. Yeah, even buy and hold it long-term. You're just, there's no losing with this one uh, unless you just let it get moldy in your attic or something. Yeah, you're going to make some money on it. So I love it, buddy. Well, appreciate your time, man. So I always learn something hanging out with you and uh, I love having you uh, contributing to the leadership team around here. You've built a beautiful business. Love your heart. Love the ministry you're a part of. Just our kind of people, buddy. So it's really great working with you and good seeing you today. Thank you for having me, Jim. Thank you, Greg. All right, man. If you're interested, you know, go check this out. You know where to go. Provenbrickinvesting.com. We're going to open up the doors. They're live now because this podcast has been published. That means we are live go check it out. We'll probably close the doors at some point and then get this thing rocking and serve that student group really, really well. I don't know if we'll offer it again or what the price will be if we do, but you want to get in on this. So go check it out. And if you are not a regular listener to this podcast, I just want to point out before we wrap up today that about 80% of our episodes are interviews with successful students from our community. So if you want to be inspired, you want to hear real world stories of how other people are using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams, specifically around here, most of them start off with Amazon, but we've got all kinds of great stories. We'd love for you to check out 10, 20, 30 episodes. And I think you might come to figure out that you want to know, like, and trust us a little bit more. And then we've got some great stuff to offer you, but thanks for listening today. But uh, hey, God bless you, Greg, you and your your great family, man, uh, the work that you're doing. Can't wait to work with you. Thanks for being here today, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you. And uh, all the listeners, God bless you. We'll have another great episode for you again very soon. Talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.